In a time where unsolicited advice, opinions, and dick pics are the norm. Here's a podcast you didn't ask for. But we're giving you anyway. Well, actually, who asked you anyway? Mind if I jump in here real quick? No one cares. Allow me to play devil's advocate. I don't think you know what that word means. This fucking guy. This is Unsolicited. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Unsolicited Podcast. I'm Jack, and I'm talking with Kelly in the ID Cat studio and Tommy through the internet. And he's in New Jersey, probably. Definitely. He went Definitely. to the moon. Tommy, you're on the moon? I've been on the moon for six months. I just couldn't tell anybody. Part of some secret tiny operation. Tiny steps are what we take, or giant steps are what we take. <laughs> tiny steps. Walking on the moon. You know the police song? Yes. Okay. Very aware. Great. I think a lot of people know that song. Maybe there, they do. There's Maybe a song. How's, uh, Kelly, how you, how you doing? All right. Um, I actually just felt really nauseous right before we started. I went to the bathroom and I like, had a wave of nausea, but I, I powered through it and I didn't throw up. So that's great. Are you this pregnant? No, I'm not pregnant. Um, unless it's immaculate conception. I've just been fe- like, <laughs> so I've been going through this shit lately that I'm getting such bad, like acid reflux from, I, I assume it's cause I'm eating carbs again, like very regularly. And so my acid reflux is so bad that I'll wake up at like four or five in the morning and have to throw up. Jeez. And so my body is being like, please listen to me. We don't want this shit anymore, but I'm, I haven't been listening, but now I'm at the point where it's too painful. And obviously it's very annoying to be throwing up every day. And I wonder if there's a little anxiety about the state of the world, but could be when I um, was throwing up every morning, it's because I had a parasite. So, Oh, Rest I would easy. love to get a parasite right now. Why? Like just a weight loss parasite. <laughs> I don't want anything that's like really going to damage me for good. But like I was telling Jack and Luis, I'm like, there's no reason I should e- it should ever be easy for me to gain weight. I mean, aside from the fact that my organs don't work, which is the actual reason, because mm-hmm. I eat like a fucking child. Like yeah. I'll text them and be like, I just got this giant meal and I ate three bites and I can't finish it. And Luis is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's an affront to everything Luis and I stand yeah. for. So it's just like it's very annoying being fat um, without all the terrible overeating. Tell me I, about it. I want to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm fat and I overeat. I don't understand. Maybe there's something there. Oh, there might be. Yeah, there might be a link there. I don't think so. Science hasn't uh, caught up with that yet. Yeah, I, I haven't. It's just genetics. It's all genetics, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm built to be fat in the midsection. It runs in my family, and that's just what it's going to be. But that's the most dangerous place to be fat. Oh, yeah. I, I live dangerously. I like to live life <laughs> on the edge. I live on the fucking edge. Well, where's not a dangerous place to have fat? Well, basically, they say if, if you are if you have, like, thin thinner arms and legs and, like, face and stuff like that, but you you carry all your weight in your mid midsection, mm-hmm. that's bad because it's, like, bad for your organs, your heart, all of that stuff. So that te- – like, and a lot of people are built that way, that they're, like, kind of apple-shaped. Um, so for me, luckily my fatness is proportional. I'm just fat everywhere. Um, but if you're really fat in the midsection, right. that that's more dangerous. I don't know where my shit builds up. I'm a dangerous oh, well. man, Jack. I'm a dangerous man. Shut up, dude. Yeah. He, li- Tommy lives on the edge. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like a fucking time bomb. Boom. I could just explode <laughs> internally any minute. Oh, that, that's why he felt like that he's like one of those cannonballs and and his head is just the little wick that is, is yeah. about to fucking blow yeah but when the bomb goes off it's diabetes <laughs> it's you got some- diabetes and you got diabetes it should be something really simple like you know can't find something in a store and then boom dead <laughs> right there 
<laughs> you're you're always at the risk of exploding. Should I get always. full sugar coke or diet coke? I don't drink soda. That's what pisses me off too. I don't drink any calories. I'm just a water guy and uh, what high noon. Oh come on, you drink wine. Mm. Wine's not that bad for you. You, yeah, you drink a lot of red wine, don't you? I do. I drink a lot of red wine. Yeah, red wine's not terrible for you. I drink no coffee. One glass of wine a day is the equivalent of going to the gym. So I'm basically a fitness they said guru. That? Yeah. Who's that? You should, you should do classes coffee. online. The, the people. The people that do the health stuff. Oh, they're smart. Yeah. You, know, you should I, have classes know? online. Just drink. Oh, drink, yeah. Drink, drink. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to join my fitness class next week? Yeah, I hold you. I hold you account. I hold you accountable to make sure you finish your glass. Listen, next week at on Wednesday at seven p.m. If you guys want to do like a a fitness class with me, we could do like maybe four hours worth of fitness, four glasses of wine. Oh, that fitness, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We'll be so fucking fit because you have been talking about how you've been working out. So I have been working out lately, but not this week because I've been feeling so shitty. I also went camping. It makes sense though because I feel like. I feel like it makes sense because wine does make me hungry after, and so does like real exercise. So something must be happening. I don't get I don't get hungry from drinking. I get hungry from anything. Yeah, you do. I just like to well, eat. You're Even young when I'm man. Not- I can't wait till you're like in your thirties. If you if you and Louise eat like you do now in like five to ten years, <laughs> you will not look good. No, that's like, funny. I, I feel like Jack will go all to your help. face. <laughs> I look forward to eating healthy because I always do feel better when I have a salad. But man, a greasy pastrami sandwich really, really yeah. Because you spot. know you can get away with it now. You know, it's like it's nice. It would, I, be, I, it would be nice if your brain was wired in a way you're like, I really want this flavor, and you can get away with taking one bite of a sandwich and one bite of the fries or whatever, and just be done with that. Yeah. But there's something in your head that goes, "Waste not, want not, must eat the whole thing." Yeah, if I don't feel like I'm going to vomit, I didn't eat enough. <laughs> yeah. now, and I feel like I'm going to there you go. You hit that all the time. What happens <laughs> if you took something that you liked, right? And like you just cut a little piece of it, and then like you right. sprinkle some stuff on it that, like, when it gets into your stomach, it just like blows up into like double or triple the size. So you can taste what you want to eat, but it just makes you feel like, oh, I'm so full. Yeah. See, that's smart. Although the danger is, I think I'd rather have nothing good and just never have a like. I'd rather be able to eat all of it or none of it because if you just have a little taste, then I'm gonna no. I think something bad will happen. I mean, Tommy and I, I think, have agreed on this before. We'd rather just take three pills a day and be done with it. If I never experienced hunger and didn't need to make decisions on what food to eat, like, that would be the happiest life ever. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm not a kind con- I don't care. There's people like, oh, you have to try the beef steaks at this. You know, like, I, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hungry. You could put, like, I don't give a shit what goes in me as long as that, that craving goes away and I don't die. I'm a happy man. Right. Yeah, my friend, we went camping for his birthday the other night, and he was texting me, and he's like, I've got lobster and a charcuterie board and some caviar. And I'm like, hey, what? We're going ca- – why would we <laughs> have this stuff food? at camping? He, like, set up this really – like – so I wasn't planning on staying overnight. Um, I was just going to go show up and then leave later at night. But, of course, he picked this place in Malibu – or it's, like, basically Malibu and Oxnard where they meet – that's so I had to drive 18 miles through winding canyon roads that aren't lit at night. So I'm like, oh, you picked a place that I wouldn't be able to leave at the end of the night because I'd be too scared <laughs> to drive through there. Um, but he did set up like a really beautiful campsite like he he did market lighting in the trees and he got these land solar lanterns and all that wow. stuff. So it looked really pretty. And he set up like a really nice table under a tent for dinner. 
Um, we He's got gay, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. uh, and Just we got tracking. we got Wood Ranch uh, catered, um, <laughs> wow. which was really nice. But I did wake up at four thirty in the morning, going, "I fucking hate this. I'm gonna go home now." And then when I once I got to my car, I threw up a bunch in your car. Not in my car. I threw up right where my car was parked. So oh, I feel really God. badly for that kid. Because you, you texted me, I threw up all over my car. I'm like, oh, I shit. threw up all outside my car. Oh, so yeah, too many, good. Of, too many of those delicious rolls from Wood Ranch. I, it's, I didn't even eat that much and I didn't drink that much either. It was just truly like I got to the acid reflux stuff and it's just like it just wants to come out. And then I have an exorcism. This is really a hot podcast. I was going to say, here's something kind of funny. You know Martinelli's apple juice? Yeah. The, the apple juice that's in little yeah. glass bottles. Um, oh shit, my, my brother just texted me that Trump's in the hospital. <gasps> anyway, the Martinelli's apple Whoa. juice, they don't have nutrition facts on the back they say if you want the nutrition facts you need to mail us and they give a mail-in address so i want to kind of send them a letter go excuse me what is your nutritional facts but now i gotta look up this trump thing that totally oh fuck okay this is breaking news everybody uh okay yeah we are a day late because we couldn't find a time to record on time but we're glad we're waiting because this trump covid bomb was dropped after we would have recorded normally mm-hmm. so this is good Holy shit, I'm texting my brother. So wait, what's the breaking news, though? Is your brother the Is fucking news? I just looked it up, though, and I'm not seeing anything. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he got his news. Trump Hospital. Let's look, it up look that up. Um, let's see. President Trump heading to Walter Reed Hospital hours after COVID-19 diagnosis. Trump has COVID-19 military hospital, blah, blah, blah. You I don't know. I... I I'm confused because I don't, I genuinely don't know if this is real or a ploy to be like, see, it's not that bad. I recovered. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I don't hope for anybody to die, but I do think that if it is real, this should change a lot of people's fucking minds about what we've been listening to and calling it a hoax and doing all that shit. Like, I hope at least it brings legitimacy to how serious this is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's not a hoax. I don't think a lot of people, even on both sides, think it's a hoax. I know a lot of Republicans were wearing a mask every day. I'm on the internet and I see a lot of fucking hoax shit or, or not even that it's a hoax and it doesn't exist, but that it's just not any more dangerous than the flu, which is like just so patently untrue. Um, but, but here's the thing. It, also, I think a lot of people just got this is in my own home that I, that I know for a fact. My parents, when I first got here in like at end of May, you know, boxes and packages would come in. They were wiped down. It was like no one came to the door. Stay there. And then, you know, midsummer, you know, I could just see the, the lacks going on. Right. People getting lax everywhere and not just in my own family, but just when you're out on the beach and stuff. And not that just because human beings are just not built to. You know, if, if it's not, if it doesn't feel like it's around you, you with anything, like when, you know, people have like a heart attack all of a sudden for months after they're like, I'm eating right. I'm taking care of myself. And then, and slowly you sneak a piece of cheese. And then before you know it, you're like, you, you forget. So I think that's generally what happened to a lot of people. And if it's not in their face and they're reminded of it, they just, yeah. they don't, it, it doesn't feel as real, you know? And it's like, we yeah, happen to both be right. in places where it's very common, big cities and places that, that there's a lot of people. And I, you know, I can imagine if you lived in the middle of, you know, Wyoming and the, the only COVID case that was even close to you was like 150 miles away from where you live. It's hard to feel the same way. I mean, you could read, watch the news and look at social media, but 
I mean, I don't blame them for being lax. I just think that they need to take it serious. Yeah. You know, like realize it's like, that's real. Living here, it, it's in your face constantly. And my, my brother's in Georgia. Also, he says the news is breaking live on TV, so there's no articles yet. Yeah. But um, I asked him about coronavirus and how he feels. He's like, you know, it's not really talked about in Georgia. And he's like, when he calls his friends in San Francisco, they're all like, yeah, this dude, this thing's killing people. And like, they're really on top of it. No one's even like, it's not even like really crossing people's minds in Georgia yeah. all that much. It's, and, and Florida apparently just got rid of all their COVID restrictions too. I think the governor just said, do away with it. Yeah. Florida is like back to normal, which is crazy because it's not anywhere close to being contained there. In yeah, any and, and then you're also like my, uh, in, uh, here in South Jersey, uh, my sister, my brother-in-law uh, and went to a wedding, uh, which why people are having weddings. I don't know, but it was an outdoor wedding at a, a nice venue in South Jersey. And then um, apparently 32 people from the wedding got, got COVID and it was, they were outside and people were wearing masks, but what they were doing was the music was so friggin' loud. My sister said that everyone had to like talk right up on top of each other. You know what I mean? You had to like yell into someone's ear or their face or lean in, which is like the worst case scenario. So because the music was loud, um, my brother-in-law was, uh, I think yeah, well not was, he had it. Uh, he had a headache for one day and then this is this is a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, and then he was quarantined for two weeks in the basement. No one else in the family had it. Uh, Thirty two people from that wedding. One of them was a was in the was part of the fire department in Atlantic City. And then so my my brother's a part of that same fire department. He went to work and then they had to shut the firehouse down. And luckily, you know, Joey hasn't showed up with it. But now there's like a bunch of firemen in the house like that's how quickly it spreads. Yeah. Uh, and they were kind of lax about it down there because they've had no cases. And. Not that they don't believe it, just like they figured, okay, well, maybe we're at the, the on the other end of it. And that's how, how it's so contagious. It's crazy, you know? You yeah, I think that's what's so scary about it. I mean, like, A, the fact that n not everybody who has it presents symptoms. So it's really hard to quarantine people in that way. But also, to me, the most scary thing about it is not necessarily like, oh, if I die from it. But we don't know anything about the lasting effects. And it's like, do I want to, like even if I get it or if I have had it before, am I going to have lung issues or breathing issues or um, shit in my heart for the rest of my life that is going to affect my life in a negative way? We don't know any of that stuff yet. And so it is crazy that people are so lax about this stuff that we don't know yeah. almost any information about yet. Well, also, yeah. you think you, you, it's just you don't know who's going to like – Somebody who, should, who who you look at and be like, oh, that dude would be dead in thirty in, in twenty minutes, you know, with COVID. Right. Like it's like they're they have nothing, and then it's like you have those people who and are you're like a super fit person who dies, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, so I feel it, like, it's, it's, like one of the biggest problems we're facing right now too is just our lack of trust of just information on both sides. Because like the fact that I mean, Trump has been touting fake news for a long time, but the fact that so many people, me included. When the announcement came, Trump test positive for coronavirus, me and plenty of other people were like, I don't know if this is real. And yeah. that's ridiculous that we can't even take that as fact, you know, that yeah. we're, that the people who are saying, oh, coronavirus or conspiracy theorists are, are for wackos. We're all of a sudden making our own fucking conspiracy theory that we think that shit's made up. How did we fucking get here? It's nuts. Well, it's one of those things where it's like you, it, we're being taught a lesson by getting lied to over and over and over again. And so at some point you have to learn to mistrust things, especially considering the source. Like, I, I, I don't think we should be mistrusting doctors as much as we are. Correct. But when when you have somebody who 
lies regularly and we're so close to an election and this could potentially move things in his face like people are talking about like a sympathy vote or something like that like there i you're gonna grasp at straws to find anything that might help and this could possibly be it i I don't know but if he's going to the hospital right now i mean that would be a lot of theatrics for something that isn't real yeah the uh my brother's he's not at the hospital yet but the helicopter landed to pick him up I don't know. I don't know that you know getting COVID and going to hospital is like a, a would be a real play here. Honestly, I because I'm. No, I'm saying I'm saying the hospital is what is making me think it's more legitimate. But I yeah. definitely have had thoughts that I'm like I don't know if this is real. But you're not. I I don't think you're gonna get a helicopter to go to the hospital do all this stuff unless you're seeing some symptoms. Like he doesn't want anybody at the hospital to be like actually he doesn't fucking have it. Well, here here's yeah. another thing though, like. He's also the president of the United States. So if you and I had those same symptoms, you know, no one, and I'm in my apartment in LA, like it's not that they're just like, all right, tough it out. You know, you're going to have a little bit of a cold. Like for him, even if it's not that bad, they're going to like monitor him. And they, and if he's got flu like symptoms and he's really, you know, has a bad cough and he's, you know, sweating and in a complete mess, like I'd imagine that since you're the president of the United States, they're going to monitor you and take you to the hospital. Like 100%. The, the rest, the rest of us, I would have to sweat that shit out in my tub, you know? Right. Yeah. You just got a, uh, a hot compress on your head. You're like, beating COVID. I'm oh, drinking God wine. Damn, I hope this doesn't kill me. I've had four bottles of wine and I still feel like shit. You know, trust maybe, me, if and when I get it, guys, I'm going to be. Doctors that stay away, you know? Good point. Trust me, if and when I get it, I'm, I'm going to be sitting on a fucking front steps of the emergency room just i'm camping out <laughs> let me in i just want to be closed <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah i'm i'm going to chicago next week or the week after Wait, what is it the 10th i'm going yeah. um so my uh, you know obviously gonna have to take precautions on that flight but chicago for the most part has it under control and i i don't plan on going to the city i'm gonna be like my brother and his fiance bought a house so i'm probably gonna stay at their house and just hang with my family and that's it but it is a it's still a little like i always have a tinge of fear i'm gonna continue living my life and take the precautions that i need to but there is definitely am i fucking stupid for doing this probably i don't want to i don't feel comfortable flying other people are you know and cool but like i don't feel comfortable flying i just wonder how much of a shit show everything's going to turn into and i don't think there's a chance i'm going to make it home for the holidays and do all that stuff so i'm like this could be the last time i ever see my family (laughs) i got people who are like uh a couple friends of mine uh, who were like, I'm like, hey, you playing golf? You doing any of this? They're like, ah, the numbers out there don't make me feel comfortable. But also, I'm about to go in a lockdown mode, and you probably won't hear from me until January 1st because I just, I'm getting ready for the shit storm after the election and whatever that takes, and and all the stuff going Where's on. Where's this? I mean, this is just friends in general. A lot of people in LA, people are gonna go into, okay, go go hibernate a little bit from the election on. You know, I think it'll be an ugly time here for a bit. Speaking of hibernation, I tweeted this yesterday because I've gotten to this point and I may have talked about it before, but because people are getting more lax, people are like, hey, do you want to get together for a social distancing hang or like get a drink or blah, blah, blah. And I, because I have this guilt complex, I want to say yes to everything, but I don't want to do any of these things. And I've realized that for some people, this whole quarantining thing has made them 
miss social events and like really want to go out and do stuff. But for me, it's turned me more into a recluse. Like when I do have to go out and be social, whether it's the podcast or if I do go have a drink with somebody, like I feel so exhausted for an entire week afterwards because I'm, I've, I'm not used to being social now that it drains all of my emotional resources. And I'm like, I fucking hate that. I don't want to do it. Mm. So I'm hoping that in the future we implement something where, you know how, like when you haven't seen somebody in a while and they reach out and they're like, Hey man, we should get a drink soon. I think there should be an expiration date on that comment. And the person who said, Hey, we should get a drink soon should be the person who is making the plans. Like, cause I always feel like I should be the one like, Oh, well I could do this day or I could do this day. The person who brings up the idea should be in charge of making the plans. And then there should be a one week expiration on that. And then we just pretend like that never happened because I feel like there are people that I have like months for months have been like, yeah, well, I can't do this week or next week, but maybe, you You're know, the one first who week of October. Out, yeah, like, you figure it out. I, I just think we all like there are those memes that go around that are like um, somebody sitting in bed, like eating popcorn or whatever. It's like when somebody cancels the plans and they're so content eating popcorn in bed. And we all feel the same way. Like when somebody like cancels plans, we feel this relief and all that stuff. I'm like, why are we making plans then? If we all don't want to fucking go to the things, why are we fucking making the plans? If we're all excited when somebody cancels the plans. I'll play devil's advocate and say, I like. You're still in your 20s, though. I'm saying anybody over 30, why are we making plans to see people? Let's fucking quit it. <laughs> Look, right now, I like seeing people. Kelly Blackheart for president It makes 2020. me happy when I don't see yeah, people. Yeah, but you're still young. That's the thing. I'm saying for like older people are just like. Look, I don't give a shit. I'm telling you my experience. Well, I, when, I, I well, haven't really enjoy actually... seeing them while you can't. You're not allowed to see your friends anymore. Oh man, I haven't actually had a chance what? to like to stop and sit down and like think about. You know, like everyone, I know some people who have talked about. Well, what did I learn from this whole thing, or what? Where do I? You know, did I? What? Am I any different than March 13th when this happened? When this first started? When I, when I shut down work, what I was doing? Like, did I gain anything? Did I? Some people, you know, took classes. Some people made career changes. Yeah, some people gain weight, some people, whatever the case may be. I'm still trying to figure out, like, what has changed in my life and how am I any different than the day this started? Like, yeah, I I always say I miss concerts. I miss things like that. Do I have a different philosophy about relationships and people? I think being away from L.A. and what I like to say call out of the bubble has definitely made me be more open-minded to some things I wasn't thinking about, whether it be politically or just socially or just like in general about family and, and life in general because you kind of lose all that when you're just you know doing the hollywood live in la and going to work every day but i don't think that anything's really changed for me to be like philosophically have a different perception i think maybe being around families made me want that a little more i think or maybe it's just want because i'm stuck in it well yeah no maybe it made me want to like uh you know maybe just a nice house somewhere Peaceful and quiet is better than living in the middle of a fucking city and, you know. I mean, you do, do live it. in WeHo. My friend is playing I know, but also, also, like, you know, is the grind of trying to find the next gig all the time and negotiating pay. And, I mean, I love the fact that it's always different, always that. But, like, is security and having a steady paycheck something that I, you know, that people take for granted because they're, you know, they think it's boring. But it's kind of nice to know that you have can set a budget and have make plans for the future. You know, we live yeah, in a world where, <laughs> huh? 
You yeah. can go back to being a history teacher. Yeah, but I yeah, can't. I think I, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. I think for for me, that would kill me. Like because because my brain is creative and it wants to go that way i understand from your position where a lot of your job is like number crunching and shit that you hate that you could be like well i could fucking do this anywhere for me i wouldn't be able to go do a nine to five and be content making a whatever paycheck and having a house and living that life like it's i'm just not built that way but i think a lot of people are and there's no wrong or right answer it's just my soul dies well that's one thing i definitely got from it kelly is that like I love the entertainment industry. I love the stuff we do, but I don't. I've turned down now three line producer jobs. I just I don't. I don't know that that's where I belong anyway. I don't even know how I got into it. My brain doesn't even work <laughs> that way. Yeah. But it was always be, you know you know why I got into that. To be honest with you, the line producing, the producing, uh, supervising producer. You know because those were steady gigs. They were guaranteed. You had control. You know what I mean. And I took those because I was brain not brainwashed, but I was taught as a young person stability stability always find a way and those jobs just keep coming because no one wants mm-hmm. no, not that no one wants them but they're readily available and they're not the most desirable you don't move out to hollywood and say you know what i want to say no for a living and you know negotiate people's rates and you know count beans you know people no generally people don't love that you know that's something that you fall into and maybe you do love but you're a dirty bean counter yeah there's, there, yeah there's a there's a part of me in the in the back of my mind that was always like well this is steady and i, I you know rather than like Take the time off, accept that the jobs are going to be harder to come by and hope and, and find what you really love to do, and really want to do. I would just jump on the next thing. Oh, you got this. It's a wine producer. No one wants to do it, but it's good money and it's steady. You know, and I just kept doing it and doing it. And that's kind of how that all came about when really I came out to, to Hollywood to, you know, be creative, to, you know, do things that, you know, that were. I'm just not. That's I mean, you know my personality. There's, I'm not your typical bean counter. You know, totally. And but that that's that then becomes a catch twenty two because you get accustomed to a certain quality of life because that position does pay very well. And so that was kind of my dilemma leaving my old career is like I've gotten to this point that I've built up this stability and this money and I I, I have job security and all this stuff, but because it was killing my soul, I had to take the pay cut. So it would be a similar feeling for you because if you wanted to then go back to a more creative role or something like that there would probably be a significant pay cut and is that something you want to do at this point in your life and I'm not saying yes or no is the right answer but that would be something that you'd have to really consider well that I am because I you know I have turned down a lot of the different jobs like I feel like if I'm gonna this is my last hurrah at that you know like I don't mind doing the other stuff and there's and you can get like for me you can get into that uh, the, the the business side of production and work your way up to a point when, hey, I got a little bit of control, a little creative pop in here and there, and that's good enough for some people. But if I figure if we're all starting, because we really are, we're all starting from zero. Everybody's looking for a job in Los Angeles right now, from what I understand. So when I go back there, it's just like, it's a clean slate. You know, and I've talked to people who are like, are you interested in being a showrunner? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. But, I, you know, and then they're like, but you're not a head writer. Well, I'm like, well, that's another myth that people think that just because you creatively can come up with an idea or you're a writer that has anything to do with running a show it's like it doesn't you know what i mean and that's where a lot of people yeah that's, that's why scott's path was so different like that is the assumption that you become a head writer or you sell a show and then you become the showrunner. but I, I don't really like to me scott has the perfect 
trajectory for somebody to become a showrunner. He was an editor, so he understands how the meat is made. He understands from a story perspective of like what needs to happen. He understands budgets, all of those things. Like for writers, I to me it doesn't really make sense that writers become showrunners unless there's some sort of like mentorship in a certain way. I feel like that's such a weird that's such a weird leap. Showrunner for like a great and Scott was yeah. a great showrunner, and we're talking about Scott who ran Jim's show. Uh, Scott was a great showrunner for that reason. He also came up with guys, and one of the guys he came up with was never a writer, with Charlie. You know what I mean? But he's like, as you get the trains on time, you know who needs to be in what position and doing what job is 90% of the job. And, and CC's old problem was they were just like, oh, this guy wrote a funny sketch. He should be a showrunner. It was a fucking mess. You know what I mean? Like Because they're just like, all they worried about was sitting in the writer room coming up with a good concept. Meanwhile, everything else has fallen to pieces, you know? Um, right. And I think that's a lot of, you know, so anyway, I don't know how we got in that subject. I'm saying I'm open to all, every and all opportunity. And I realize there's some step back. I'm in a lucky position because I have done well for a while where I can, yeah. Okay. I can, uh, I can accept this much money for this. Ultimately, if it leads to this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean, like I'm, I I'm also not young anymore. That's another thing. Or the youngest. Yeah. I saved a bunch of money before I quit because I knew that I was going to be taking this pay cut and I knew I would need something to lean back on. And it was fucking terrifying. But like, look how it pays off when you go do something that you want to fucking do. Um, so, well, we support you and whatever you decide, unless it's moving back to Jersey and becoming oh, no, a history you guys teacher. Are all, you guys are all part of the journey. No, support teachers. Uh, We're all we what? Going, I said you're all part of the journey. You know, it's a, you're all part of oh. it. Oh, I thought you said you guys are a podcast the ship, jerk. The ship's like, rise to tide. Hey, the ship you rise. podcast. You're also a podcast jerk. <laughs> Fucking jerk. The ship's um, rise to tide. If you guys succeed, I succeed. If I succeed, you succeed. That's the way it works. We're a team. Uh, if we succeed, we're pushing you out. I want to start playing. Don't don't you yeah, let's okay. let's play a message. Okay. Well, that was 30 minutes of um <laughs> insider talk. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we talked to Again. each other. Hey guys, uh, Ollie here from the UK. Um, hope you're doing well, and, and I'm looking forward to when you're all back together. Um, my question for you today is: um, How do the guys deal with unsolicited kind of pictures? Because I've made friends with this gay guy, right? And he keeps sending me dick pics and things, you know, him having like penetrative sex with his boyfriend, and it's like. You know, I, I I don't hear of it much when it's happening to me, and I'm like telling him to, you know, to, can you please stop? And he just keeps sending these pictures. I mean, so you know, how maybe advice from Kelly? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to deal with it. He keeps sending these pictures. Oh, crap! He's not I don't want to see his dick anymore. Um, love you guys. Um, I hope to hear this message on the podcast. Bye. Uh, the easiest advice is when somebody continues to disrespect your boundaries, you fucking block them like this. It, it's it's not a matter of you being like, this is fucking gay, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see this. It's like it, if you tell somebody no repeatedly and they keep doing the thing that makes you uncomfortable, then you have every right to cut that relationship off. He doesn't doesn't sound like he's a great friend. Yeah. Well, I have a female friend who asked me. I'm asking a group chat with two of my other guy friends. She goes, hey, do you guys like send dick pics to each other just like to check in and see like if things look all right? And we're like, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? She goes, oh, I have these other guys that do that. I'm like, 
That is fucking weird. They send their own dicks or they send like funny dicks? They send dick their dicks and go, what is it? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, it to me, that's not that surprising. I know that there are guys that are super open about like, this is what mine looks like or this is how big it is, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, that it seems like that other group of people that does that, they all have consent. I mean, it ultimately comes down to fucking consent. Unsolicited pictures in general, I think, are fucking bad. And like... Women send unsolicited pictures to guys, and if a guy, if I ever did that, and a guy said, "Hey, I feel uncomfortable with doing that," I would never fucking do it again. I'd like, be mortified. <laughs> yeah, it, you it, make me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go jump off the yeah, building. Exactly. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like maybe you haven't been um, forceful with this person. Like they may think that you're joking. Like, come on, man, I don't want to see that, and they think it's a funny joke, and like, haha, it makes them uncomfortable, and I like that. So I say you give it one last go and say, listen, this makes me really uncomfortable. And if you continue to do this, I don't have any space in my life for for friends like this. So this will be over. And then you just fucking block them. Right, one thing I want to ma- mention to, that he mentioned that we hadn't brought into this conversation, but he did say my friend is gay. Right. And he shows yeah. me pictures of, you know, his dick. And he shows me pictures of uh, having um, intercourse, right? So to me, mm-hmm. I was like, well, who gives a shit if he's gay? It doesn't even have anything to do with the conversation. If my straight friends were sending me pictures of their dicks inside of a woman, I would be just as mm-hmm. mortified if it was in another man's ass and they were gay. Like, so it's like that part doesn't even need to be said. It's just if you are you I wouldn't be comfortable if my straight friend was showing me pictures yeah. of his penis and going into a vagina. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Just, also, that's such a huge violation of somebody else's privacy, too. Like, the idea that people would be sending around videos of them fucking somebody yeah. or pictures or whatever. Like, you're just a shitty person in general. Um, yeah, delete that from your phone. Them. It's one thing if you're like, I-, I still think this is bad, but it's one thing if you're in person with somebody and holding your own phone going like, Look at this. hey, do you want to see something crazy? But sending them, it's like, you're, A, you've got a paper trail now. That's sexual harassment like you you probably could pursue legal uh legal action against this person i don't think you want to but I, be forceful with your demand and if he keeps disrespecting your boundaries then bye bye oh or sue him but that's a lot of money not when you get all the money back from him yeah but the, that's the problem though with sexual harassment laws and and um, revenge porn and all of those things the laws are so fucking ambiguous that it's it's almost impossible for a woman to get her nudes taken off of line even though they were not given like not put up there with consent and all that stuff it's like so fucking ass backwards how the system is set up so you may not even win that case just block them block all that right. cock Nailed it. all right the all next right. Uh, the next thing that comes from is from aileen and she says, hey, Tommy, DMT is the active hallucinogenic ingredient in ayahuasca, but you already knew that, right? Keep doing what you guys are doing. We look forward to the energy and dynamic of all three of you in the new studio together. Uh, yes, I did know that DMT was the active ingredient in ayahuasca. It is also an active ingredient that already exists in your brain. When you die, it actually is released. So I, some people believe that that feeling oh, that you God. have of like that, that go to the light, out of body experience, all that may be your body preparing to die or actually dying to a certain degree and, it, and that chemical being released from your brain which is giving you some type of hallucinogenic something that is similar to ayahuasca or dmt uh feeling and that's the, that that's what that is but they don't exactly die they just think it feels like a spiritual experience Jack wants to all right die. yeah it ain't no better than feeling than when i put back some jaeger bombs though Ugh, disgusting 
Disgusting. Someone asked, Josephine asked, hey guys, I wanted to know if we can get some Urban D or Jack reading erotica. Is that still a thing? No. We love you guys. Bye. I think that's Erotica's easier to do. Dead. That's what easier to do when we're in person. Just too much paper involved in that. Yeah. Um, but eventually we'll do it as an old throwback. And maybe one of us will read erotica. I've got uh, an email. Is oh, it an erotic email? No. Um, it's from uh well i'll just read it hello degenerate cj formerly from australia here by this by the time this records i should be in the air on the way to live in the uk fyi don't migrate in a global pandemic it's a proper ball ache Mm. anyhow yesterday i was in the salon getting my nails done after my pre-flight covid test nail tech asked how my day has been so far in a far too loud voice i announced pretty shit as i had to get up early to be anally probed the silence was resounding obviously i meant to say nasally probed thank fuck i'm leaving the country so my question is what's the worst slip of the tongue you have had okay bye Mm. i have so many there's to me there's nothing that really sticks out because i do that shit all the time Slip ups. I've, yeah, I've, my, yeah. I've slipped my the brain tongue a, lot. a lot faster than my mouth does, <laughs> or my mouth works a lot faster than my brain does. Hey yo, my brain has I've, great thoughts, great sentences, but my mouth can't keep up. Yeah, I've had I've slipped the tongue um, a few times. Not so much. I've had a slip of the tongue, not slip the tongue. I've had a, a slip of the tongue more times with via text and not knowing other people were on it or or email that was or or actually actually a tweet. Out to the world. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thought, you had a few of those. <laughs> I thought it was a direct DM. All right. So, uh, <laughs> how do you make that mistake? I don't know. Fucking cute That's what he starts doing when I open before he's awake. He's only to do like a Google search or like a Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> we got a first time email from someone. His name is Lee. Lee is from uh, Manchester, UK. And he says, uh, Dylan from Manchester, England. Hey, Kelly, Tom, Jack, hope you're keeping safe in these mental times. But I've uh, been listening since episode one, but I'm a lazy cunt and I've never get involved. So sorry about that. Now, uh, I don't got any questions yet, but just thought you needed some praise because you put a great fucking podcast together every week. I've had a rough year and you genuinely make me laugh every week and has helped me go through some shitty times. Tommy, you never fail to crack me up. Uh, you're a funny guy, mate. You all are like how open and on. I like how open and honest uh, everyone is and the banter between you is mint. Keep doing what you're doing and don't change a thing. Oh, that was really uh, nice. How did you not come up with a question in 75 episodes? We answer all the questions. That's that's a good point. You get a lot of knowledge on this podcast. You get a lot of knowledge about us, but not the world. Yeah, we don't know shit about the world. <laughs> no, nothing. We're very sheltered. I'm the expert in myself, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, I, baby. I lay in bed sometimes and think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. But then again, no one. <laughs> uh, Jeff no, Hill I think wrote- we, get, we get that comment a lot where p- people feel like, especially with our talks about mental health and stuff like that, I think that resonates with a lot of people um so we'll continue doing that because we're all fucking batshit crazy we cuckoo in a good way oh yeah good way for sure yeah because you know how like now when you say something's crazy or insane people are like oh actually you shouldn't say that because it affects people with mental health i'm like i have mental health issues (laughs) some shit is crazy right some shit is insane some shit is mental i think we can stop policing every word thank you there you go she's not crazy she just wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very moderate of you. I I appreciate that. Not everything has to be a fucking 
big ordeal. Uh, Jeff, well, you're right. fucking ordeal. You I, can't say I, ordeal anymore. I think you know I'm a fairly moderate person. Well, you're more moderate. Than, you're, you're more left than I am, and I call myself moderate. All right, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Little wrote, I don't know what has disappeared faster, the decorum in American politics or all of Tommy's old tweets. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what decorum means. Destroy. Destroy. You don't know what decorum means? It's like respect for one another. Yeah. Well, they're both gone. Speaking uh, of, Jeff actually sent us a, a new promotion, but I have to wait till my Cash App uh, installs again. Fuck. Okay. Uh, wait your Cash App to download. Codded? C-O-D-D McConnell. Cod McConnell. Codded McConnell. Codded McConnell is here. Hey, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Oh. Okay, he's not Dan. Not Cod. <laughs> hey, Daniel from Brisbane, Australia here. Question for Tommy and Jack. Would you rather sit on a cake and eat a dick or sit on a dick and eat a cake? Keep up the good work. I love the podcast. Now, he didn't say it had to be hard and that it had to go up my ass. So it could be a soft dick. And if that's the case, I'll sit on a dick and eat a cake. It just could be a, a, a floppy, soft dick. That... Yeah, you just sit on somebody's lap. Also, I could be sitting on someone named Richard. Or I could right, be sitting can... just on a dick, but it's like in pants. It's a painting it's of not, a dick. They didn't specify it what it was a, now. It like a, you could just pretend it's something else, like a bag of chicken parts or... Just, you know. <laughs> yeah see the other option is i could sit on like a black forest cake or something and then yeah he said eat a dick okay it could be like an ox dick which is a delicacy in china and if they prepare it right pretty good <laughs> but then what then i wouldn't want to sit in cake because then you have to take you know get get your clothes right. washed it's a real mess so i don't know it can go either way I'd, I'm, yeah I'm but what, that's my kink yeah what you about a cake you ass is my king cake kink I like to put birthday cakes out with my ass. Um, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember if I announced his last sponsorship, but just his last couple were to sponsor um, degenerate fucks as our fan name. Great, that's um, one for racism is small dick energy. That's good. And then the most recent one was to buy a bottle of wine to celebrate rbg's life but we'll we'll use that towards buying the bottle of the wine for our fitness class yes perfect it'll be rbg fitness. thank you jeff little thanks uh mike kennedy mike in vegas you guys fucking you guys keep the lights you, on you spend too much money on us yeah stop, stop. i mean i don't want to say stop it but stop for it. your sake probably stop quit stop it cut it out oh, cut it out it. it's been weird we love it's been you weird. we love you but cut it out we i feel so guilty nice them I always talk about my guilt complex, and then it's like, cha-ching, cash app. It's like, here's some money for you guys to fuck off. And I'm like, oh, No, why? We don't deserve, deserve this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do something. We'll make a video for them or something like that. We could bake them an ass cake. Ooh. Like, this is meant for sitting, I have eating. dick cake um, molds. See? Now we're talking. Mm. I could sit you on that. You could do both at one cake. time, Jack. Well, right. eating little mini dick cakes because I have molds for those too. Oh, we got to make a video of that. Dick cake. And everybody's happy. Dikaki. Dikaki. All right. Well, so next week we'll make a dick cake. All right. Uh, PJ. I got an email. I got a good email here. Another one. Okay. Uh, it says, hey, guys, Love there's no need to read this email on the podcast. Uh, okay, okay. Perfect. <laughs> no, but then the next line says, you can if you want. But it's mostly for you. Oh. 
Uh, for I who? Just wanted to, it, it came to my, it came to uh, Zach. Uh, oh, I hate I, it. for yeah. Zach. What a prick. What a loser. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for the amazing job you guys are doing. You have managed to create an atmosphere through podcasts and allows your listeners to feel like we're all sitting around and catching up for drinks and being involved and included. On the rare occasion you have guests, they blend in easily with, dyna- with the dynamics and we could get to hear how human these people are. DJ Qualls is probably the kindest, most open-minded, welcome person I know of. And I only know that through the stories you tell and when he's on. Well, this time is... <laughs> Sorry, this is what makes quality podcasting that rivals even Ida Cat. You guys <sighs> didn't need to stick with the podcast through COVID. You could have taken a break or even used it as an excuse to cancel the whole thing. I think we could hear it on. I think we could hear it early on. Everyone was disheartened, unmotivated, and probably even a little depressed. But you cracked on and cracked on, cracked everyone up. I thank you guys. You've made it a very at least one of us feel like families. Stay safe. I can't wait until you come to Australia. Cheers, Pete. Jay. Hey, Pete. Oh, that was really nice. That's why we do this. I know. Oh, and I got a message here, like, too. It's hard, to, it's hard to remember that, like, on the days where you're like, oh, I just don't feel like doing it today. Because we do always want to bring the energy and, like, be in a good mood and all that stuff. But it's hard sometimes when you're just feeling shitty. And it, those are always really nice to hear when yeah, you're like, you have, like, I've been diarrhea. so busy. I don't want to do this. Yeah, diarrhea is the worst. And sometimes you just don't it's feel good. But I think that's normal. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> Every, everything that is starts off as fun turns into a job eventually. Like I love doing IDCAT, but it's a fuck ton of work. Um, and so there are days where I'm like, oh, we have a recording tomorrow. And I always have a ton of fun when we're there and I learn a bunch or whatever. But like it's kind of like going to the gym. You're always happy you went. And when it's over, you're like, that was great. But just getting yourself to get up and get ready for it. You got to do it. It's tough. Yeah. Got a voicemail here. No way. Tommy, you're stupid. I think that's blind John. Because that's the funniest shit, motherfucker. Shit. He's laughing really hard at some Tommy said. That was a message. From who? I think he said. I think he said I was stupid. (laughs) 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 Like I couldn't. I I just listened to that, but I think I did. That what it said? I don't know. I think it was like you probably said something ridiculous, and I was like, "Tommy's a stupid fucking." All right, let's theorize about what Tommy said that would have made someone laugh that hard. Uh, It had been John, right? Anything. (laughs) I've seen plenty of assholes have gone to heaven. Anything. It could be anything. Oh, thank you for that message. That's what we did. That uh, that. I would love more crack. Like if there's a moment in the podcast where you're cracking up the way, especially the ones that we're fucking dying in. Like send us a a a message of you laughing your ass off, but tell us what you're laughing your ass off. Yeah, whoever left that, just call us back. Yeah, tell us what the hell's going on. Yeah, what did Tommy do? Yeah, because we forget. What did Tommy do? Let us know if we need to call him out again. I think he said it was stupid. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was a woman at first. I thought it was a witch. Oh. I think it's John. That's not John. Is it? He Blind, John. Blind, Blind degenerate fuck John. John. John can be 
blind drunk and he still remembers to do his full intro. Yeah, he's got he's an a, intro. He's a professional at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. I don't think that was John. This is some amateur laugher. <laughs> we like amateur laughers. We just want to know who you are and what the fuck you're laughing at. Call back, train up, and then we'll we'll talk to you. Laugh again. Laugh again. Hard. But thanks. Hard. That, uh, that, that makes it worth it. Uh-oh. Message. Hey, Sarah here at work. Uh, and I'm listening to Ida Cat and laughing my ass off. I was going to phone in, but I'm on the tractor, and I thought it would be too noisy. <laughs> no, call in on tractors. Fuck yeah, leave us those messages. You think we haven't had 50 tractor calls already? We've had someone in like a drippy cave, <laughs> a bulldozer. We're the one podcast in the world where people call from never a silent room. We like, had a guy, I had a skydiving <laughs> over New Zealand, and I had a question. I want to do that. I want to skydive. <laughs> And leave a voicemail for the podcast at the same time. We should okay. do. We should all skydive at the same time and record a podcast. I'm done. <laughs> down. It's the three minute podcast. Yeah. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> my shoot's not. To <laughs> 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 my mother, I love her. <laughs> Although it would never get released. What? Uh, I mean, I guess I would have to be the one who lives. Look, if I ever die on air, air it. All right. Yeah, because I want you guys to all die. Who's going to take the footage and not edit it? Whoever's listening, so we'll have to figure out the law behind this. Find out where we're dead and upload the episode, please. Entitle it something cute. Like, they're all dead. (laughs) Uh, Here's Uh your one for you. Assholes went to heaven. (laughs) She wanted to leave a message, but she was on a tractor and it was too messy. Tommy, I hope you're back in L.A. now. No, I'm not. Okay, question. What was your favorite toy when you were a kid? Mine was a Lego. I had so many Legos, yep, like too. every set you could you could get. My favorite was the RFDS plane. I don't know what that is. Do you guys know RFDS? I don't know if that's just an Aussie thing. Royal Flying Doctor Service. But it was Doctor, rich fucking dude, semen. Doctors and planes servicing the country. I know Jack is a Lego fan, but what about Kelly and Tommy? I can see Tommy playing with Barbies. <laughs> just kidding and anywho love loves, all. This loves me too take her clothes off i don't play with barbies i only played with deaf barbies <laughs> because I'm, I'm a very pc guy uh keep up the great work i want to i was a kid and i couldn't hear for shit so i was like i went to the store and there was no barbies or dolls that i can associate with or feel like i was represented <laughs> so my so my mom's like oh here's a deaf barbie there you go still got this bad I hot could- take doesn't he I couldn't tell it was deaf though. I think yeah, we got lying. we got Guido Jersey Shore Barbie. Yeah, exactly. He's painted like orange, completely represented. Tommy it was a, is. It was G I G. It was a G I G Giovanni. It was G I G Giovanni. That is a good. Thing. He has an outdoor shower, <laughs> <laughs> and, every, and everybody would yell at it. And he was like, "What?" It was great. Hey, Giovanni, you going to oh, war wait. today? Wait, one more question. What the fuck is a tiki bar? I don't think that's a thing in Australia, but I hear you guys talk about them heaps. Wow. Heaps? Heaps. I don't I don't remember talking about it once, but well, maybe maybe when I was saying I went out for drinks with DJ, we went it's just, tried to go to a tiki bar. It's just a tropical themed bar. Yeah, it's you like know, it's just stealing like Fijian culture. It's got like tiki putting torches. It in a bar. It's close to Australia. Isn't Fiji somewhere? Yeah, the drinks Australia? are all really the drinks are all really, really strong, but really, really sweet. Rum you know, hurricanes. So you go into these places and just like kind of Hawaiian, like, sh- Hawaiian shirts. Faces in them. It's it's a made of culture. It's not really, t- it's like taking inspiration from things. The Americans like, picked it up after Vicks World War II, right, Jack? 
It was yeah, it's a World War II thing. World War II. Yeah, but like it's kind of like a ma- it's kind of like the American it's like Western movies. I've got it. it. I've got it. I've got it. It's not ever really a real thing. A tiki bar is an exotic themed drinking establishment that serves elaborate cocktails, especially rum based mixed drinks such as the Mai Tai and zombie cocktails. Tiki bars are aesthetically defined by their tiki culture decor, which is based upon a romanticized conception of tropical cultures, yeah. most commonly Polynesian. Yeah, it's like what Jimmy Buffett sings about, basically. They they're really they're fun. They, they, they're great. It's, it's, they're, they're good vibes. They're great. They they got popular after World War II in the fifties, and it was like a thing, like uh, Trader Vic's, and you know, then all, when when uh, yeah. Elvis was doing all those fifties movies in Hawaii. Yeah, if you watch the apartment, you know, the, you know the Billy Wilder comedy that won Best Picture in nineteen sixty. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they I have there's movie. a big scene that involves that. Uh, tiki bar the drinks are known for being especially strong i went on a first date to a tiki bar probably 12 13 years ago and i had like two drinks and i was so fucking drunk that i think i was like talking about puppies and oh, like yeah. something stupid as hell and he never called me back that was so i gotta weird. take you guys to the one that's on sunset boulevard there by the old kct like in, in silver lake jack the little tiny one that's oh yeah, yeah 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 the one right next to scientology yeah that's my favorite place so have you been to the the secret floor in Clifton's downtown? Oh yeah, of course. Upstairs. Oh yeah, those, those those drinks were out of this world. They come in all these weird funky glasses, and oh, love that place. Good stuff. Well, there now you know what a tiki bar is. Uh, uh those who do not live in the states. Uh, and to answer your question, I was a big. I played with Star Wars and Transformers. I'm from that generation. I loved. I love my Star Wars figurines. I don't remember specific toys, but I think I always loved like a cash register type of thing. But I, I was always I feel like I was always outside playing sports. Like I played a lot of like outdoor basketball or like would do chalk on the street and do like hopscotch and those types of things. So, yeah, I did Lego animation a lot. So I was inside by myself very mm. often. Jack's like I used to play with Jack's and that paddle thing with the ball and the string attached to it. Ball in a cup. My dad just spanked me. <laughs> Ball in a cup. Guys, we got a message from a special person today. Yeah. Who? Lawyer cop's back. Uh-oh. Lawyer cop. Well, the good news is, is we actually got recently a lawyer cop theme song made by Mike Miller. Um, and if you guys ever need theme songs made or anything like that, you can email him at mike at mikemillermusic.com.au. But this song is fucking awesome. All right, Tommy? so Mike Miller made this song. Let's do this. This, honestly, I could also did Am I the Asshole for Us, and he just did one recently for ID Cat as well. That He's we're good gonna be at using. this thing. He's very great. This music thing. Yeah, he actually did uh, Hey, I'm Walking Here as well, believe it or not. Oh. Yeah, when that comes. All right, so uh, check this out, guys. I couldn't get out of my head. It's just friggin' awesome. Lawyer cop, 
lawyer cop. You don't want to mess with lawyer cop. He'll bring you in and throw the book at you. Cause that's what a fucking lawyer cop would do. Lawyer cop, fighting for justice. Lawyer cop, taking the law into his own hands. He's a real man. God, I forgot how fun Lawyer cop, lawyer cop, don't get him confused with Robocop. He's not a machine, he's a human being, but he's an ass kicking motherfucking killing machine. And I don't mean machine as in a robot. He's not a robot. I can't stress that enough. He's more like a human that works so hard at kicking ass that his ass kicking ability is having almost machine-like quality to them. <laughs> uh, that is fucking incredible. That's very good. <laughs> I was I, in the I, car I, the other day with Jacqueline just driving, and I'm just going, lawyer cop, <laughs> lawyer cop. She's like, would you shut the fuck up? I'm an ass-kicking machine. I'm a lawyer cop. And she was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I was just like, fucking lawyer cop. She's like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I don't know. It's a cool song. And- <laughs> I don't it's know, number go, one on the radio. You haven't heard it? Yeah, go listen to 75 episodes of a podcast. And, <laughs> to get we, the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to um, say, I think we could do something with this lawyer cop. Like, honestly, all I keep thinking is like a, an opening sequence to a show. You know yeah, I mean? 100%. Like, the opening theme song to like an old animated cartoon like Ninja Turtles or something like that. But it's Cat Dog as yeah, lawyer cop. Do you remember Simpsons, Simpsons couch gag that was like sort of anime theme, but it was like Miami Vice? It was very 80s themed like mm-hmm. that goes along perfectly with this. Song. I think we should write. This should be like a group project which, and we should all write. Maybe have people help us write the script. We do like a, a group project with all of our listeners and friends. We write this script together. We write a lawyer cop, couple of lawyer cop episodes. We give them personalities based on things that, you know, like maybe they have a cat and the cat talks to them. It's a complete fucking pervert cat. That's always like, hey, yeah, stop jerking off in here. Pervert cat, yeah. pervert yeah, cat, pervert cat it will lick on your dick and suck your balls. Pervert, pervert cat keeps sending it leaked nudes of lawyer cop online. <laughs> right, and it's just like like the roommate is a perverted cat, and you know they you know they're they're they're, they're attached at the ass, right? so it's a real a real issue. Like you know, like a lawyer doesn't want to be you know his dick's licked by the cat, but cops all down with it, and it's just like this is not what you're supposed to do, you know. <laughs> the best part is I think that lawyer cop decided that he didn't want to be a lawyer or a cop anymore. <laughs> He's like, I'm, it's too late. I don't want to do this career song. anymore, but now you have a theme song. So you better get back into that Chris Sorry, criminal bitch. justice major. Also, I would love, Oh God, I wish I had something about me that was theme song writable because I need a Mike Miller theme song at this point. So, you know, if you can come up with any ideas, I'll play that lawyer every day. Cop. So anyway, Lawyer Cop's got a uh, that's question. That's a great song. Oh, I forgot he even wrote in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys had one get-out-of-jail-free card with zero consequences for one time and one time only, what crime would you allegedly commit and why? Interesting to see how y'all's answer is different. Always, Doesn't matter. always. Lawyer Stay safe. Love it. Yeah. Huh? Do we get you to represent us? Yeah, that's what he's saying. He has one attempt to get us out of jail, but we only have one shot. What do we do? Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ride in the HOV lane. It's just going to be me. Oh, my God. You badass. I know you know me. Yeah, I think I just got you. You are bad. Um, 
I, mean, I figured we want to do something that kind of, uh, you know, lasts a while. Like if I'm, I'm like pull off the greatest yeah. bank heist ever. Yeah. I would yeah. do something that ends with me and a lot of money. Something money related, probably. I don't want to kill nobody. No. Kelly's leaving, Tommy. I got to pee. Drink. Uh, talk about drinking and cups. Uh, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, um, yeah. Okay, crimes we would commit uh, with my dick. Uh, uh, I get I nervous from Kelly Weeks. I, like... I don't know what to talk about. Mm. Okay, money. How do we get a lot of money illegally, but we get a lot fast? Um. Mm. <laughs> You, you want to talk uh, about something serious? Yeah. This is Jack and Tommy's serious talk while Kelly goes to the bathroom. <laughs> what? Uh, so, Jack, how are you doing over there? I, I saw that on pictures you haven't gotten a haircut for a while. Are you going for something? No, I just, like, the salons have been closed for a while, but they opened up recently. I just keep it all through. Is the button? Is the bucket hat something that's new for you? Like the, uh, the no, I wear, I wear a bucket hat when I go golfing. Hmm. I don't know. I just enjoy it. It's like a Bill Murray. Bill Murray inspired me to do it. Bill Murray has a golf apparel line now called William <laughs> Murray. And he sells bucket hats. I might get a William Murray bucket <laughs> That's cool. Are you playing a lot of golf? Uh, I play like every two weeks, I think. That's good. With uh, Forrest or, G- or, or Jim? Yeah. Uh, I was doing a par three thing near my house with some of my friends who aren't very good. I've taken up golf. Before. I've taken up golf for a while. You've I've taken been, up or I've you've ta- taken I've, I've, I've like taken it more serious. I'm like practicing. Oh, good. Right well, when you're back, we should play. I definitely will. So, um, and you feel that you guys are having fun with the Ida Cat, huh? Ida Cat's been going well. Um. We're adding new decorations to the studio. Uh, <laughs> oh, crap. What, what, what are you adding to the studio? I fucking hate this. What's it? What are you adding to the studio? Oh, thank God she's back. Oh, man, this has been a nightmare. I mean, I mean, you should. I mean, we never let the sound effects play that long and the cartoon sound effects, and there's so sounds in there i didn't know we had oh uh, it's brilliant that's really all you guys did while i was gone i no, tried coming talked up to, i talked about jack's haircut and why lack of lack of one lack of a haircut. Oh. you uh, know what we didn't talk about that jim finally announced is jim got married oh yeah he's married he's married okay next anyway moving on um, uh-oh we got a, my, the beef is back <sighs> Wait, we didn't say what crimes. We keep skipping. We skipped I one. Said, I said rob a bank, rob a bank. Yeah, like a big one. Get off like the well, giant heist. All right. I would rob the treasury. I feel like I could do some cool scam or steal the the thing that makes new money. You know what I'll do? I'll go to millionaire say I'll get your kid into college, and but you have to pay me up front, and then they pay me a bunch of money, and I don't do the task, and they go, "Hey, you didn't get my kid," and I go, "What are you gonna What are you gonna do?" They probably have you killed. Oh. That's why you just rob a bank because it's a corporation. You not have a to person. pull off the crime though. No, without being caught. Money though. Yeah, I but nobody's gonna. I think you. you have to pull off the crime without getting caught. So if you steal the bank, should be pretty you hard. Bank, you're stealing innocent people's money. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, we well, were just talking about no, a corporation. They're insured, Jack. It's bullshit. They're insured. The beef's yeah. back. The beef is back. I smell like if they're insured, then how come the insurance companies didn't bail, bail out the banks? Hello, unsolicited family and degenerate fucks. It's the beef. 
Um, so I only caught a little bit of the uh, presidential debate um, here in Australia. Um, did your current sitting president really just tell the Proud Boys to stand by while not denouncing any sort of white supremacy, but basically giving the Proud Boys the green light come November? Yes. Guys, I'm worried for you. I really am worried for you. Same gun. I'm worried too. Look, he didn't tell him to stand by. He told him to stand back and stand by. Yeah, it's big vastly difference. different. I do like when he was like so confused. Like, will you just denounce white supremacy? Give a what name. Is, yeah, give, give me a name. He's like, I don't know. Proud Boys. Okay, yeah, Proud Boys. I heard a different. I heard a question mark. Who do you want me? He said, who do you want me to condemn? You want me to condemn? You want me to Proud Boys? It was a question mark that people forget that it was there. Right? I'm not saying no, he did no, the right no, thing. No, 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 no. Boys, stand back happened. and stand, stand by. No, that's not what happened. No, that's not what happened. He said, okay, give me, someone, give me someone, give me a group. And the moderator said Proud Boys. Yep. And he said, and then he, re- he, re- he repeated, Proud Boys, stand by, stand by, stand whatever. Stand back and stand by, which means fucking stand by and wait for this election to get stolen so that you guys can you guys can step in and, here's the thing. and bring, here's bring the thing. law and order back in. Quick devil's advocate. Place. Quick devil's advocate. Let's say Trump didn't mean it. He doesn't know most of the things he's saying. So let's say he didn't mean it. The Proud Boys took it legitimately. Yeah. So you should correct the fucking statement. And he has not. You know who also said he should correct that statement? Fucking Mitch McConnell, who we all hate. Yeah. But if he says, whoa. Uh yeah, we should probably fix that. You should probably. I fuck knew. Up. I knew he was not going to say anything when that question was asked, and had even if the question wasn't about uh, white supremacy, because what Donald Trump hates more than anything else is being told what to do. And I was even uncomfortable the way we're like, well, then will you do it today? Do it now. Do it now. And both of them like, you do it. Do it right now. Should it's, not fucking be hard to denounce white supremacy. I understand this that, but it, you're, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying he doesn't like. They they were pressuring him for. I don't give me an answer right now. Like to do fuck Donald Trump. I don't give a shit if he's like I don't like to be told what to do because I'm a fucking baby. You denounce white supremacy on the fucking world stage. This is making us look like the biggest bunches of shitheads on the planet. And this is the easiest thing he could do. He knew that he was going to ask get asked to do this, and he didn't fucking do it. Fuck Donald Trump. I'm so fucking done with any type of devil's advocate for what he does. Oh, he didn't mean it or he, he meant something different. If you're the fucking world leader, if you're the president of the United States, you should be very careful about the things you say. We shouldn't have a guy who fucking spouts off at the mouth and doesn't know what his words mean. That's insane. If Obama did any of the shit that Trump has done, he would have been fucking hung from a tree or burned at the stake and Donald Trump pretending that getting bad media coverage is the same as what would have happened to other people before him. Had they done this? He's a fucking loony tune. I'm so fucking done with Donald Trump and people being apologetic for him. Yeah. I think he's poopy. <laughs> it's right. it, it this is, that's unreal that he couldn't denounce white supremacy, but he won't because those are his fans. Of course he wouldn't. That question yeah, a good portion of his followers oh. are into it. Yeah, I, I I think that we're in for a miserable November. I, I I don't see much changing, but that's just my my take on it. I feel uh, good about losing, but you know, got to be prepared prepared for the worst. But I feel good. No, I I said something very clearly to a bunch of my friends. I'm on a, a, a text chain about this, and I'm just like, guys, I, I just like it's constantly like the same thing. They just keep there's all every one of us think the exact same way, but you just keep sending me sending us all the same shit, and after a while, it's like this. 
it doesn't do anything for for anyone who's on this text chain. We're all yeah, we all want this to end, but the, sometimes their delusion about how some things are they're, they're they're so far off and tone deaf, and they think that people give a fuck about taxes, and they think that people give a fuck about white supremacy. Like they don't. Unfortunately, like people who are voting for Donald Trump don't. They don't care. There right. are people that do care that that was the that was the one thing on the grand stage that you could do. But there are now, but majority of his followers do not yeah, but care you, you, about taxes, about white supremacy. They don't give a shit about any of that. I disagree. I disagree. I think there are a portion of his followers that do care that he's not denouncing white supremacy. And by proxy, they're now at the point where they're like, OK, well, now if I support this guy who is clearly supportive of white supremacy, then I look like this. I think up until now, like even the fucking guy who uh, made Dilbert or whatever was like, I mean, his, his fucking response was discuss- like laughable. But it's still people like that that are like, OK, if you're doing this and you're making it so obvious that you're for white supremacy, I can't in good conscience support you. And it doesn't mean they're going to vote for Biden. But if I, I just... Oh, God, I, I, know, so I know you don't want to hear. It. I, I just, I, I, from no talking to people and being like, there are people who just don't care about that stuff. Let of course, me, there are people who don't care about that stuff. They're gonna, they're gonna vote for him no matter what he does. He said of- it years ago. I could go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I would still wouldn't lose my followers. And that is true for a lot of them. But there are still some people that have an ounce left of decency in them that are going, "Holy shit, really? This was a gimme." Like, if he had just done that, there would have been a ton of people who maybe had been like, well, I'm embarrassed about voting for him. But now it's like, see, he's not racist, but he couldn't even fucking do that. Yeah, people just won't even show up and vote. That's what's going to happen. It was a fucking softball question, man. I know. It was was like the same softball question he got like. Uh, the nation's scared about this pandemic. What do you What do you say to them? And then he said some bullshit thing. It's like such a soft. Like, we're gonna get. All you had to do is like, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna do that shit. And he doesn't. He he gets these lobbed questions to him, and he fucking whiffs. And then we're supposed to somehow like Excuse transpose it? this as if it's some sort of riddle where it's like, oh well, no, he did mean that he denounced it. He told no. them to stand back. And even like, no, even if he's I, not I just, a racist, I, I get it. Fact that he's not I'm, going to I'm, I'm on the same page. I just know that his supporters and traditional Republicans will never change their mind about him. And they, but they don't, just, believe that, I, they, I, they don't care about taxes, white supremacy, conspiracy theories. Traditional I mean, Republicans, I think, will look at Biden's platform and see him as something closer to what they identify he's with. He's not even a, a he's progressive. Not a, he's Trump a moderate keep, at Trump best. Trump keeps throwing, oh, radical left. Biden is nowhere near radical left. You know who we don't talk about Biden? Radical left. Yeah, exactly. The radical left hates Biden. <laughs> <laughs> And Kamala Harris, like, yeah, but Republicans should fucking love her ass. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's she's our two Republican candidates. We don't talk about <laughs> politics. We don't talk about politics for a reason on the show, but I think that we talk about people, politics all the time. We do. We talk about it all the time. People voting for Trump or voting against Black Lives Matter, unre- the Antifa, unrest in the world—they're against PC culture, cancel culture, statue pullings, history erasing, and crybaby liberals. That's what they're voting against. That's the the word. If you ask them. And you hang them among them and you travel around the country and you ask people, why would you vote for them? Like, I don't care about all this stuff. It doesn't matter to me because they would rather see a, a late night talk show host or people who are pushing a political agenda down their throat and PC culture. They would rather see them eat crow and, you know, get st- take, taken down off their pedestal. And that is it. Yeah. And so let's call it fake. There are people that are racist and he hates the same people they hate. No, I know people <laughs> who, are, who are, you know, I know black people who, who are like, 
fuck you know this liberal bullshit. Yeah, but you can you can there's there's internalized racism. You can be black and still be racist against black people. There's there's internalized self hatred that people have. There are plenty of women who denounce feminism, and you're like, do you a you obviously don't know what feminism means. Uh, it's you've been force fed this false idea of it. But there are women that hate other women too. It's not uncommon. Phyllis Schlafly is the famous one who fought against equal Listen, rights. I am just saying, for the sake of my friends and my family and stuff, they're racist. Be I want them <laughs> to be happy, and I I do not want another four years of misery. But let's just be honest. I'm prepared for if I'm going to be happy if Biden wins, but I'm sure I'm going to make, I'm going to find a way to make sure I'm happy. Even if, if Trump wins, I'm sorry. It's just, that's right. my philosophy. You have nothing too, Tommy. That's what it's like. What we talked about last week. You have no, you have nothing personally at stake in that. And I'm happy for you. No, I understand that. But even that? if I was a gay or black man, what am I going to, if I wake up on November 4th and Donald Trump is a president, what the fuck am I going to do about it? You're going to start a fucking revolution, which is what this country was founded on, is revolutions when shit is not right. This, uh, There will be a fucking revolution. Right. And to, to sit back and be complacent just because things don't go our way, that's not how politics works. That's not how... That's not how we progress forward as a society. There are going to be people that fight. Maybe not are you. Are you joining the revolution? What? Are you going to join the revolution? Oh, yeah. Fuck Jack, this shit. Jack, are you joining the revolution? I feel like I already am joined joined in the revolution. We'll see. We'll see what I have to do. I'm not joining the revolution. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna take the system. I'm gonna take the shitty system that was given to me, and I'm gonna make it work for me. And I'm gonna make it yeah, make it better from a different perspective. Huh? Well, look, it's, there's some people who are working on the inside, and there's some people who are working on the outside. I don't know where I'll be, but you know. I guarantee if your rights were at risk as much as some other marginalized groups of people, you would be way more upset about this this election. I was fucking a lunatic for the last election. I lost my shit. I was wearing a, stu- a pink fucking hat and running around, <laughs> running around <laughs> for two weeks after this fucking thing. I just don't I just don't want to, you know, I just think that there's a better way to combat this. If you shut him down, he's got no power. Shut him down. You don't listen to the shit he said. You don't give the media the power. Don't give the news. If you work on a local level and change shit from the ground up to where you want to be, who gives a fuck if some other people aren't of doing course. it? Those are all aspects of it, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have a uh, a society right now where every single day there's breaking news about something that he's done, and the breaking news is legitimate. Like. There, there is something fucking new every day. The fact that you go, hey, 11 days ago, Trump committed a war crime and none of us would be able to tell you which one it is because how many how many incidences has he done something absolutely insane? That's not how should we, we should be living. I can't I can't handle four years of that. Four but, more but years. What, of but what will you what? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm because I, I'm generally concerned for not just you, but a shitload of my friends and family and people like. That, you're uh, right. May look, have more to lose than me. What, what, November fourth, or I don't even know when the fucking election is. I don't even give a fuck. But look, get November fourth, right? November third is when is the last day you can vote, and the numbers have to get counted. But generally, we pretty much know night of who won. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's not worth you know talking too much about what we will do in the hypotheticals because we'll just get riled up. And I don't I don't know how I feel if Trump wins. Like when he won the first time, I was like, all right. Like my house was crying. I was like, all right, well, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. This country set up on checks and balances. Like one guy can't make this big of a difference. And guess what? He fucking did. And um, 
So if he wins again, I don't know how I'll feel. I think I'll feel vastly different than how I did in 2016. And I don't, I do not know. I don't know how I felt about when Trump got COVID. I didn't know if it was a good or bad thing. I still am not totally sure. I don't know how I feel most of the time until it fucking happens. Yeah, I was devastated the night of the election on 2016 and I cried and I felt awful. And that was me not even realizing how bad it was going to get. I had no idea it was going to get this. Bad. That was that was me thinking crazy hypotheticals about what he possibly could do. And then he did it a hundred times worse. I I'm, did not care about politics until he won. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about politics. I didn't vote. I wasn't registered to vote in California. Yeah. I didn't care. So I just I think I think I, talking what, about what, I think is we the did, way to what, go. I, I do. I I think that and, and I, I am talking. I'm asking the question because I'm I really think that. Like I know you don't get where my 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 where I'm where I am on this because you keep saying like well you don't have anything to lose you don't have much at stake you're just a white white system. I understand exactly where you're coming from. What I, I yeah what I'm I coming from is I'm I'm generally that. concerned because from my point of view I like think he's going to win again, and I'm like well at this stage like should I prepare myself mentally now prepare the one people around me that I care for now. So that come the November 4th when we wake up, it's people aren't fucking jumping headfirst out of their window because I know people who may take their own lives because that's how big. Oh, the I believe is. the suicide rate is going to jump exponentially. Right. Well, I mean, we're already like, let me tell you something. Just like these, a lot of this Black Lives Matter, these protests, anything like that, like people keep forgetting what that's about. People are fucking tired. My sisters are white suburban women like, you know, I feel like picking up a fucking brick and throwing it through a window, too, because our lives are thrown upside down. And every, everyone's just angry. It's like a perfect storm. And you're right. Come November 4th, if like this is going to be scary. I got people who are like, well, I'm going to leave California and, and hang low for a little while. Or I'm just going to, you know, we, you know, try. everyone's like trying to get into Canada. But I, I don't know. I, I guess what, my, what I'm trying to say is like I, I, I want everyone to be prepared for that news and not jump out their window. And so I don't know how about g- going about doing that, because the way I figure is and I'm also a pessimist naturally. So. I've always looked at the worst case scenario in order to protect myself so that I'm not disappointed. I, I live my life at a seven because I know there's a long way to drop, but there's still growth, right. you know? And, and so yeah. I'm trying to prepare myself. Okay, I wake up that day and this is the thing. And how do we better ourselves and move forward? Um, I mean, that sounds like the you know, producer. Because, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, you can't, you can't live your life. Some people are all in on everything. And there's people like, oh, no, we just we can't live another four years like that. We can't. We're just not going to do it. I, there's no way it can happen. It, it, it very well may happen. So let's, it's almost like meditating on your own death. We're all going to die. So you yeah, might but as well. If I can be honest, I think part of what happened too is you came from an echo chamber of being in LA and then you went to an echo chamber of completely opposing political views. And now you feel torn because you feel like people are making good points, but those are all also, also people who don't have anything at risk. Like it's not like a Trump presidency truly affects me, Kelly, as a person. Like, uh, there's not a ton that he's going to do that will destroy my life, but the people that I love and that have friends and their families and all of that stuff, I'm genuinely worried for them because what if, if everybody like us who is an ally to them gives up because we go, you know what, fuck it, that, that is what it is, then they never have a chance to win the fight. And those people deserve fucking rights. They deserve not to be ripped away from their families. Like, it's crazy that we that we as a country don't have more empathy for people who have less than us. 
Like, that's all I'm saying is like, especially if you're a person who has no real skin in the game, this is the time to be talking about things to your people that that also have no skin in the game. Just give more perspective. Like, hey, it's actually not that, you know, this policy isn't really saying that this terrible thing's going to happen to you. It's just giving more rights to this group of people. But it's like, well, if that's you want to talk about policies, policy actually is, uh, it will hurt people in that way, Kelly, because now if you can say like, you know, rights, this guy is, a, you know, didn't denounce white supremacy on national TV. That's something that people can get behind and be like, yeah, I, I agree. And, and the fact that Biden looked down the camera and said, talked about his son, you know, mothers in suburbia, they got that. They it definitely hit home from what I've talked, the people I've talked to, like, I thought it was a great moment. But when you start Trump, to talk Trump, about policies, when, when you go strictly with policy, it's when it gets the, the, the waters really murky. There are people saying that this woman who's nominated for a Supreme Court justice, hardworking woman, has done everything right. What's wrong with her? Just from the Republican side. I'm like, I don't know. I don't have an answer what's wrong with her because oh, she'll, she'll take away women's rights and did she say that? Never. Right. So where is that coming from? That's history and a history of things that she's done that that show that. And so that's why I can't. No one's ever asked her. What do you think about Roe versus Wade? Right. So that's like you make that one just making assumptions for someone else. So when you try and talk policy with the other side or one or the other is when you actually say, well, you know what? I am for, uh, you know, less government you know, whatever it takes to keep the economy running. Right. And, and those are legitimate arguments. That's the, that's the problem is that you don't want to talk too much policy. You can say, this is a bad man who's not good and a horrible person. And we need to just get him out of here. I think that's the play. Don't go on policy because there's a lot of Republican ideas and concepts that are better for this country than just, than, than democratic concepts. And even Democrats will tell you that. I mean, I think we lost our whole audience. Every party has uh, things about them that are good, but I would rather have a, a president with a soul uh, that has made right. some mistakes in his past and maybe his voting history and all that stuff than somebody who literally when Biden was talking about how he lost his son, then he brings up his other son with a drug addiction. And it's just like, what are you fucking doing? Like, this is a moment where somebody's pouring their heart out and you want to you want to spit all over the grave of his son. Like, he's a He's a disgusting fucking person, and it's embarrassing that he's our president. Absolutely. Also, oh, he's embarrassing. We haven't had a hearing with the judge yet to know everything, but yes, if you look at her voting history, you see that she's a Catholic. I mean, What's wrong you know they have Catholic? strict rules about everything, Catholic. you know? And, you know, having her come in to replace one of the most progressive judges in American history feels like an affront to the position. And the fact that Trump's already put in two other judges, is that right? Yeah. Two who are also have a conservative angle. It feels somewhat, un- I mean, even if you want to try to have control as a Republicans, don't you think it should be kind of fair to keep shit bipartisan? I, I tended to, like, I don't, I don't know what the hell I am. Liberal probably because I've been living out here, but like, I'm also down to keep things fucking fair and even. Right. You know, it's if you load everything, if you load everything Democrat, that's not going to go well. If you load everything Republican, that's also not going to go well. You need to have a balance. If you don't have a balance, that's how you end up with truly dictatorships. Right now, we're pretty heavy Republican and two, very, three pretty heavy departments. You know, but also if you if everything was Democrat, then it would all just become an echo chamber of one idea, and it, one side gets shut out, and then 
it's not, it's not good either. So you need to have a balance. And it would just be nice if everybody know. played by the rules and the things that were kind of established as far as decorum when politics goes. And right now it feels like it feels like we're playing a game of Monopoly and Trump's about like Trump instead of losing he just flips the board and fucking walks out like that's that's how it feels anytime we're dealing with him that we're not dealing with somebody who gives a shit about what the pre-existing rules are and how things should go and that's really fucking like frustrating. Kelly, you made me put a piece of gum in <laughs> well, no <laughs> more no more time smell, for debate smells good um do we have any more messages Usually we have good conversation though i'm just trying to i, I know you like don't want to hear devil's advocate but i'm just trying to I understand. I'm learning things. It does get I, You know where I stand. Well, not just. But it makes me. Sometimes it makes me feel like I don't know where you stand because I I enjoy a devil's advocate 99 percent of the time. But right now we don't need the fucking devil's advocate. We have the devil for that. <laughs> like we yeah, don't we I don't agree. need anybody to see like to see what Donald Trump's side could be. We've had four years to fucking see what it is. And now we know that it's fucking bad, and I don't need any more devil, devil's advocate shit on him. I'm not Anything else you, you want to talk about getting things that I... I'd like to hear from a cat. Oh, yeah, we should hear from a cat. Fucking Next ass. week, we're going to have a cat on the podcast <laughs> because we've been calling them perverted for weeks, months now, and that's not fair. Oh, man. I'm not ready for that. Fair. We're going to get drilled down by fuck? a cat. It's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get, we actually, actually we'll a get call, both of Jim's cats in here. Some hot takes. We have a call from a lawyer who represents cats who feels that he's been, they've been misinterpreted <laughs> and uh, they want to talk <laughs> to us about it. Here's a, here's a message from Warren. Lawyer. for a message from Warren. Oh, Warren's going to hate this episode. He said he had to fast forward through the politics talk. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Just a quick sorry, question from me, the uh, spider fucker to all the degenerate fucks. If the the uh, what was that fucking movie? <laughs> Fuck. Fucking I'm gonna have to delete this one. I forgot. All right. Next time, pay attention, Warren. Preparedness. Here's another. Wow, one. that was a horrible. No, he forgot what he was doing, man. He's all right. Give me a second. Messages come loading in. <laughs> Good afternoon, unsolicited messages crew are loading. Unsolicited on. Family, otherwise known as degenerate fox. Now, look, guys, um, if the purge was a real thing, what would you do? Would you get involved or would you sit at home and be a pussy? All right. I'd rather to hearing your answers and uh, keep safe. Everybody just I wants to commit crimes. absolutely not get involved. Yeah, I would hide away. I've never no, understood in that movie lockdown. series. Like, obviously, there has to be... There has to be some sort of rule that people can't do this. But if the purge happens every year on a specific date, and supposedly this only happens in America in this movie series. Why aren't we planning our vacations around the purge? Yeah, I do. I don't. Yeah. There's a lot of logic problems. Like but... I did. I did really like the first purge and I was like, wow, what an interesting concept. But I'm like, why are they not leaving? Especially the people with money. Yeah, that was my thought with. Um, did you guys see uh, It Follows? Yeah, I didn't really get it. Tommy seen It Follows? I believe no. I have. Tommy? Is that the one when someone... Gets yeah, diseases that follow them. Yeah, so that. I'll be like, all right, well, go fly to China, right? That thing's got to fucking walk to China, right? And then when they get to China, you got to put a plane, come back. Mm, got them, yeah. Boom, they got to walk for a fucking ever. <laughs> and you just clock it. The you know disease can't get on a plane? I didn't think about that. <laughs> 
Would the disease well, not just get on the plane? Okay, with the well, person? here's the deal. They don't seem because you can still get in a car and fly, run to the airport, but TSA lines could be long. So I well, my luck, time, my flight would be delayed. They have, issues, they have issues with doors. They have issues with doors, mm-hmm. and then they'd also get stuck in the TSA line because they can't just walk through walls. Here's what I think you do: is you go down to the Venice Boardwalk, you find a street magician, you get three giant red solo cups, and have the magician put you into one, and then he pushes them around and the disease is watching and then you go you go to the disease hey pick the cup that the person is in and then he picks the wrong one and then you slide out the bottom and run away that's great yeah thank you why don't you just, Although, why actually don't you just if it is a somebody. magician you're already is that how it passes just you bang someone and then it goes after them but then if they die then it comes back <laughs> for you damn it's like herpes you can't get rid of it i know not permanently yeah, it's kind of a scary movie. No well, my I, luck, I would get, get on. Movie. I would get I, on a plane like hours in advance, Jack, and then all of a sudden yeah. they'd be like, "This flight would be delayed for five hours." Like, fuck, and they'd wind up sitting next to me in a middle seat. <laughs> yeah, but what if he like pulls out a New York Times, starts reading the paper? He's like, "Hey, do you see this?" And you're like, "You get all chummy with your disease." Yeah, hey, buddy. I can see Tommy making friends with his disease, yeah. and then eventually he's like, "Well, what if we just get together and kill other people?" Yeah, what if you just come on's the right. Wrong word. What if you flirt with the disease and he's like, oh, fuck. Wait, and what then, if you come on the disease? Well, mm. it, it goes in you. Mm. Yeah, but what if you take over and you go in it? Mm. Now you're onto something. I just thought about this today, like, and I was kind of bummed because uh, like, I it love bummed? October usually. I love October. It's like my favorite month of the year. And it's like October 1st. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to any haunted houses. No costumes. Like, I'm going back. Like, what am I going to do? Like, this new, normally costumes. I have something planned every weekend leading up to Halloween. You guys there? Yeah, well, not this year. Well, you can wear costumes, do Zoom Halloween parties. What are you going to do for your birthday? I don't know. I was hoping some friends would Hello? throw me a birthday party. <laughs> How are we going to throw you a birthday party? We can throw an outdoor one. Yeah, we could. Well, I think the first delay one, must have gotten really bad. My friend. <laughs> yeah, I got a delay like you wouldn't believe. We're an hour and Yeah, we actually have. In. I've never been invited to one of the birthday parties. I don't even know when his birthday is. It's October sometime. Okay. 28th. I'm busy that day. But because he's never invited me to a birthday party, I have never gone. Oh, really? Your 28th? I well, haven't had one. You need to go to a birthday party. That's from the Mandalorian. Yes, you have. You've had one every single year that I've known you. And they're always like big events with cost theme parties and shit like that. And I'm like, oh man, couldn't spare one invite for me. <laughs> Those were other Halloween parties that I went to. Now he's pretending. And then people just happened to bring out a cake and sing happy birthday. Mm hmm. Because my birthday always falls on like Halloween. Oh, or, interesting. Or right That's possible. I actually do believe that. I believe that. All right, I'll let it slide. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll, you think I throw my own birthday party? Yeah, I'm not year. that guy. No, no, he's not that guy. I think last year Jacqueline and I were talking about what we could do for your birthday, and then I don't know what happened. Life happened. Mm. We probably got COVID. Can we do like an outdoor thing? Is the 28th a weekend? No, it's, it's not. A it's probably Thursday, Thursday night. Right? I have a wedding on the 30th. No, wait, I have a wedding on the 31st. Isn't every day a fucking weekend now? It's a Wednesday. You have a Halloween wedding? Yeah. Yes. The 28th then would be a Wednesday. 28th is a Wednesday. All right, Tommy, how about this? We'll record the podcast on your how birthday. About this? We go We go to a place that has outdoor seating, and we get like pastrami Rubens or something. 
I don't think he's going to spend his actual birthday with us, but we can do I was the, the 27th, week, the, the day before. Well, we'll if have to I'm record a podcast LA, at some if, point that week. Yeah, if I'm back in LA, we'll do something outside. We'll go sit outside and have drinks somewhere. You guys do that? We'll least? record a pod and have studio. Yeah, that sounds that works. Okay. Then let's get the fuck out of here. We have a super yeah, special my surprise delay, My delay is getting week, worse. So. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, Tommy, where can we find you? Aside from you can find in me the at Devil's the Advocate Tommy office. Caprio and the Devil's Advocate. Working as a, as a Devil's Advocate. <laughs> at the Devil's right, Advocate. I won't do any more Devil's <laughs> Advocate. He's the Secretary of Devil's Advocate. Thank you. I, I, I would appreciate Devil's Advocate for 99% of topics. I yell at my brother about playing Devil's Advocate too, because then I don't know where he stands. I, I, I do it. it. I do it all the time, and like my mom gets upset with we... me because she thinks that I only like do it with her, but I do it with everybody. I get it. You can find me at jackhackett.com. <laughs> you can find me at Kelly Blackheart. You can find me protesting the you Devil's can find Advocate. Find me at office. Walking with Tommy. You can find me starting Instagram. a fucking revolution. Whoa. I'm all not right, joining. us out of here, man. I'll I'll be I'll be the guy who okay, comes in don't. late to the revolution. Like whoever's winning, I'm like, all right, let's get them, That's guys. Your prerogative. You're gonna be yelling, <laughs> "Get off my lawn!" He doesn't have a lawn. That's a good point. He'll still yell it though. Yeah. This is a na- this is a public park, sir. <laughs> my tax dollars pay. You need right, a lawn. Just so you can yell at people to lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I just spilled a drink all over me. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, <laughs> so long, Grand. Okay, bye.